ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. Welcome and it is the Tuesday, August 16th edition. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I am your host, Paul Swan. We'll get your phone calls and your text in this hour. The phone line is 877-420-TALK. That's 877-420-8255. Our text line is 304-396-TALK. 304-396-8255. The Sun Belt has released its coaches preseason poll today. And I don't know if this is – I can't get a a feel for this one. If you look at the women's soccer preseason coaches poll, Marshall was picked next to last in the East Division. And I asked Coach Swan about that, and he'll, he'll, he'll respond to that later. But East Division, either the Sun Belt's going to be really good in volleyball, and Marshall should be happy to be where it's at, or I don't know. Coastal Carolina in the East Division came in first place in the East with seven first-place votes. James Madison, second with six first-place votes. And Georgia Southern is third with one first-place vote. Uh, The points, though, I mean, Coastal Carolina had 90 points, so did James Madison, but the way it stacked out, seven first place for Coastal Carolina, then James Madison, six first place, and then Georgia Southern got the lone other vote at 67. Marshall is fourth in the East Division at 49 points. So I think – and Ari Agnes, by the way, she's coming on the show Friday. Not about this, but we're going to add that to the plate of things we're going to put in front of her. I don't know if this is a fair – representation of where Marshall Volleyball is at right now in relation to these schools. I mean, Coastal, James Madison, Georgia Southern, okay, maybe that's maybe that's fair. Old Dominion's right behind Marshall, and then Georgia State and then Appalachian State uh, round out the, uh, the bottom of the East Division. West Division, not so much concerned about, but the East Division, Marshall's right there in the middle. So is Marshall a middle-of-the-road team and – the Sun Belt and volleyball, and then in soccer, at least in the East Division for the women, next to last, only ahead of App State by one point. I mean, how well do the coaches in the Sun Belt regard some of Marshall's other teams? And I don't know what's fair just yet. We're going to find it. This is all going to sort itself out, but I don't know what's going on. And kind of, I'm kind of curious how the process works here because yesterday, yesterday we talked about the men's team, and Marshall had four, and this was the most by any team as far as representation on the all-conference team. Marshall had four players on the all-conference team, and yet Marshall was picked second. So that makes no sense to me. You have the most when it comes to players that are all-conference, you have the most all-conference team members on your team, and yet you, you're you second in the in the pre, it's preseason. 
Does it matter only for early bragging rights? Kind of, you see where the other coaches regard you. So, I mean, Marshall's regarded pretty high. Marshall did get three first place votes. West Virginia got five. Kentucky got one. So, right there, you got three NCAA teams right there. Three teams that could go to the NCAA tournament tomorrow. West Virginia, Marshall, and Kentucky. Where all three stack, we'll find out. That'll be decided on the pitch, obviously. But I don't know if we're going to see these type of things just for this season as how well do these Sunbelt teams know Marshall and how well does the new teams know the opponents? I mean, Old Dominion is good. So they have a reputation. So the Sunbelt... Coaches knew that. James Madison's coming in. How well do some of these coaches know James Madison? Marshall. And this is women's soccer I'm talking about. Marshall's kind of regarded, okay, you know, you're better than that. We think you're better than that. But so Marshall's regarded maybe 11th or 12th best team and the Sun Belt and the women's side of things. As far as volleyball is concerned, Marshall is regarded as maybe the 7th or 8th best team in volleyball. If you look at the East and West Divisions, you know, Coastal and South Alabama are regarded as the top team. So you know, Marshall's either 7th or 8th best, depending on you know, how you stack this out. Are we going to see this sort of thing for a while like you don't know you look at these preseason polls and think okay do they really know what Marshall's about or are they just guessing going based on results last year reputation how does this play out so those are some of the questions I kind of want to ask I mean volleyball I want to ask Ari she'll she'll be quite blunt unsure not disrespectful but she'll basically if if she says yeah, that's right. That's pretty much a fair assessment, then I'm pretty good with that. I think on the soccer side of things, Marshall is a little bit better than maybe 7th in the East Division. 6th, 7th, maybe. Because they're right above Appalachian State. So that puts them in the East Division 6th. So I think they're better than sixth. They just got to go out and prove that they're better than sixth. So we'll hear from Michael Swan. Just a couple comments from him. He's coming on the show tomorrow. So we'll talk to him more in detail tomorrow about High Point. We'll hear from Marshall midfielder Abby Hugh. Also, we'll hear from Marshall forward Morgan White. We'll get your text in. We definitely want to get that going. So... I'm opening up the text machine now as we speak. And it's 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. So now you have the number. You can be a part of the program. When we continue, we'll talk a little women's soccer with you. We'll hear briefly from Michael Swan, and we'll hear some comments from Abby Hugh and from Morgan White. That's when we continue with this edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930.
This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We continue on with this Tuesday, August 16th edition here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Streaming live at ESPN941.com. I'm your host, Paul Swan. If you were with us a few minutes ago as started the show, I had a chance to head over to talk to Michael Swan today. They had a presser earlier in the afternoon. So I thought it was a good opportunity to, to head over, talk to a couple of players, and get ready for High Point. Coach Swan's going to join me on the program tomorrow, so I'm looking forward to talking to him. But uh, one of the things I wanted to talk to him about was the Marshall women being ranked uh, pretty low in the East Division and the preseason coaches poll. So this is, again, this is the coaches poll. This isn't the media poll. This isn't, isn't Paul Swan and people like Paul Swan kind of telling you where we think it's going to go. Instead, these are coaches giving evaluations of where the league stacks up and Old Dominion is the odds-on favorite in the East Division with 10 first-place votes, Marshall, just 26 points compared to Old Dominion getting 94. So you kind of see where the disparity is there. You see where Marshall's at, only above Appalachian State. So when I was talking to him earlier, I asked him about the poll. And honestly, I just want to know, do you think that that poll is, compared to where you're at, what the team is about, how you feel this team has grown, is this really – Accurate? Is it reality? And that, that was what I asked him. Is this poll reality? And this is what he said. Um, I don't think they're aware of, of where we are as a program. Um, and I don't think we, we're quite aware of what they've got in their program. So um, I don't think that's really reality, uh, to be honest with you. I think August 3rd, when we stepped on the field for the first time, we all smiled. Um, and I think the players really enjoyed that. And from there, we've just kept building. So, you know, the preseason rankings are there. I think we're going to be a lot higher than that. So he feels that this is not truly reality. But I tell you what this is for me. This is bulletin board material. I know you tell kids, focus on you. Focus on what you can control. That's where you start. It's, it's about what you can control. Can't worry about what someone else is doing. You have to worry about yourself, and you focus on the things that are within your ability to to manage, to manipulate, to control. I get all of that. But at the same time, you've, you've been the underdog for a while. I would look at this, if, if you're a better team, I might have a little chip on my shoulder. If I'm on that team, I might have a chip on my shoulder. So a flat out asked him, do you think this is motivation for your players? Yeah, I think it is for the players. I mean, I think it absolutely is for the players. They, they don't know, you know, we don't know them. They don't know us. But what we do know is Old Dominion know the work that we put in and um, James Madison do. We've played them in the past and Southern Miss and Upstate. I think they're, they're the teams that are going to be quietly cautious and understand that we've been building for a couple of years and I think I think we're about to take off. Would it be something if Marshall's women's soccer program could start taking off the way that the men have? And, and to Michael Swan's credit, 
He's been battling. He came in, and then COVID happened, and you're trying to build a program. And none of that's an excuse. It's just a reality that COVID made things different for everybody. And now here we are slowly building. I like Coach Swan. I think he's going to do a great job of getting this program into a constant cycle of winning. And we'll hear more from him tomorrow. He's going to join me live on the program as the women are in action on Thursday, taking on High Point. Now, I did have a chance to talk briefly with Marshall midfielder Abby Hugh earlier. And I want to know from her, you know, about playing in the Sun Belt. This is a, a new league. This is different teams. This is, uh, yeah, you're not going to Texas very often. So she gave me her thoughts on just playing in the Sun Belt and, and the excitement here. You know, is it a challenge? Is it excitement? It's, it's excitement for her. I feel like it brings more, um, rather than a challenge, more of excitement. Um, we're coming into a new conference. We have a couple of teams from Conference USA that's coming over to the Sun Belt. So we know how they play, and we know that. Um, but I think it's more exciting to see what we can do now with this program. Entering a new conference is kind of like entering a new start. Um, and I'm excited to see what this, like our new team will bring in to this conference. And that's a good point. You're not in Conference USA anymore. You're in the Sun Belt. You're trying to grow the program, and you're going in, and it's fresh. So you can make of it what you will. And if the program is in a better spot right now, and you're getting the right players in, and you're starting to – you benefit from having you know new talent that can take you to the next level and experience leadership. I think she's right. This is a fresh start for her. And speaking of that chemistry, she was asked how the team has meshed so far. You've got some new faces on the team, and you have some veterans like her, like Morgan White, and she's pretty optimistic on how the team has meshed. Well, I feel like preseason, as everyone knows, you're spending almost every hour together. Um, we had a lot of three-a-days, and I feel like when you're experiencing that much time together, what you need is each other, especially when you're going through one hard practice to weights, then back to practice, and you're eating meals together. I feel like it's really important to make sure you're not just sitting with the same crowd, and we're really good about that. We're really good about opening up our arms to everyone and allowing the new freshmen to come in and hang out with the seniors, and there's no, no class rankings, really. It's just all one blended family. No class rankings, but I did have to ask about the rankings. And, again, you know, Coach Swan said that the, they don't know us. We don't know them. At the same time, it's good to have an idea of where they think you are. Or at least that was what Abby Hugh was talking to me about. She thought it was good. Knowing where – they think you are where you are right now in relation to the other schools. She's not down on the rankings, but she knows it's it's a good idea to have sort of a picture of where they think you are. Um, I feel like it's important to know where we stand in the preseason rankings, but I also feel like it's important not to look at that and to focus on what we are trying to do as a program. Um, with entering the new conference, again, it's a new journey for us, and I think a lot of teams aren't really sure what's going to come from us, so it's exciting to have them on their toes and not know what's going to hit them. Sneak up on some teams. I like it. Abby Hugh, midfielder, Thundering Herd. She was asked a question about yeah, – now, she's been out there before, so she's not a freshman. She's not coming out there. But the question she was asked I thought was interesting was just, you know, when is game day? You know, what's it like getting out there? You know, when the lights hit, you're out on the field – What's that process like when she's out there? 
Um, I think the most important thing is just to kind of stay focused on what you're there for. It is the game, but at the same time, you know that there are people cheering you on in the stands. You have your whole team on the bench ready to be ready for you, and it's just like the atmosphere is a lot, but it's also important to stay game ready and game focused. And one final question today from Abby was in regard to her teammate Morgan White. Now, they were together in the room as we were interviewing them, and you could tell the bond was there. If you're not that familiar with the women's soccer program, uh, Abby and Morgan, they get along well. They have a, a great bond. And this wasn't directed at Abby to talk specifically about Morgan, but I was asking about some of the players that she's excited for, who's who she excited for, who would we want to keep an eye out for when we're watching. You know, a question like that. Just say, hey, who – Who's the player you're you're most excited for? I ask that sometimes, and and she she didn't want to be cliche, but she's like, look, it's it's Morgan White. Morgan, she just has that fire under her belt. She gets the team ready. We all get in our huddle. Morgan's in the middle. She's getting us all amped up before the game, getting us focused. Uh, she always just comes in with that energy that the team needs, especially when like she's down, I'm up, and then I'm up, she's down. It just doesn't matter. She just has that spark, and it gets the team really going and fuels us even more to get on that field. So, of course, I had to when she was up there. Um, she talked a little bit about her relationship with Abby Hugh, and this is Morgan White. Me and Abby are like yin and yang. Like, again, like when she's up, I'm down, or when I'm down, she's up. We just, like, we're just so compatible together. Um, and I think we read each other, like, really well in the game, too, I would say. Like, there's times where she gets it. I'm, like, trying to get backside. She's We're just as fast as each other, <laughs> so... We, we, I think we work, we work pretty well together, I'd say. That's Marshall forward Morgan White. And the same questions I was asking Abby, and I asked Morgan as far as you look at the standings, you see where the Sun Belt thinks you are. Morgan just wants to go out there and prove the league wrong. I feel we've always kind of been the underdogs, so I believe this is a season um, – where we can like prove a lot of teams wrong, especially coming from Conference USA as well. Um, we've been looked down a lot. We try not to reflect on the past at all, but then again, with like the new Sun Belt season, um, it just feels fresh. Like it feels really good to be where we're at, and I think we are going to prove a lot of people wrong this season. So, looking to prove people wrong now. Morgan's one of the leaders on this team. She's a senior, and she has that senior leadership. And that's something you have to – when you're a senior – at that point, if you're on the team, especially a roster the size of a soccer team, a basketball team, you know, football, you have multiple leaders. But you look at your seniors for leadership, someone who's been there, and I asked her about taking on that role, the responsibility of being a senior and having that leadership – for the team? It's a big responsibility, I would say. And then with um, all of the incoming freshmen coming in and all of the transfers coming in, it's uh, they look up to you a lot. Um, lots of questions get asked. Um, everyone's coming to you about everything. It's just like a big responsibility. It's like a mom role. And then, then again, I'm similar to age with like the rest of the girls too. So I try not to like make it like a big deal or get like a big head about it and just like stay calm. Mom role. So what do they ask when they have questions? What are the, that was my the thing. What do freshmen ask? Here's what Morgan had to say. 
probably about like gear or like what to wear, what time to show up. Is is it okay if I do this? Is it okay if I do this? Or, you know, around practice time, um, girls that play the same position as me, they'll ask me like, what would I do in that situation? Or what would be okay to do in that situation? Or would coach think this is okay? And just questions like that. That is Morgan White. If uh, you haven't yet been to a Marshall women's soccer game, you get an opportunity. Herds taking on high point. They keep score and they keep records. This one counts more than the exhibition. And we'll have Michael Swan on, head coach of the Thundering Herd on the women's side. He joins me tomorrow. Looking forward to talking to him here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. We also stream at ESPN 941.com. Let's get some of your comments in. Text line is open. We're wide open for you today. Rest of the show, it's about you, so let's make it happen. I'm going to talk about what I want to talk about until you tell me what you want to talk about. That's the deal. Text line, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. You know the rules. I'm going to talk about what's interesting to me until we talk about what's interesting to you. Hopefully, honestly, everything that's interesting to me should be interesting to you, but I am going to concede at times. You might want to talk about something else. I don't know about it until you hit the text line. So now it's on you. More coming up with The Drive here at ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. We're taking Paul Swan everywhere. Download or subscribe to The Drive with Paul Swan on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Our text line is open. 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Welcome back to The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I don't know if you know this, but every Tuesday and Thursday, Marshall itself is putting out sort of a, a practice report. It's a little different than what we do on Saturdays. The previous two Saturdays we go out, we're allowed to come in, and and that's a media availability for for us. Uh, Throughout the week, we don't have that type of media availability. So a couple of you have asked me, you've like, you know, hey, there's really nothing coming out of camp. So Marshall's putting out camp reports. And just so happens, they just put out a new one. We are allowed to play it. It's on social media, but we are allowed to broadcast it. So I am going to, for at least the next couple of weeks, and again, this is this is what Marshall is putting out. This isn't what I would ask or Keith Morehouse would ask from WSAZ or Luke Creasy would ask necessarily from the Herald-Dispatch. This is not that type of report, but... I'm going to play it for you anyway and let you listen, and then we can talk about it. So here is today's practice report that Marshall University puts out. If uh, you're not familiar with the commentator, it's Jake Griffith, who does a lot of the Herd Vision product. And so here's today's practice report from camp and Marshall University. Today is Tuesday, August 16th, and for this Marshall football practice report, I'm joined by head football coach Charles Huff. 
Coach Huff, on Saturday you said that this fall camp, instead of looking at it as one camp, you wanted the team to break it down into sort of three individual weeks. What do you hope the team improves upon in week two? Yeah, this week is all focused on what to do. What to do, how to do it, and why it's important to do it that way. First week was about coming with the right energy, coming with the right intensity, coming with the right focus. We were installing a lot in week one. Uh, week two, it's dialed back, so it's a lot of recall now. So now I'm trying to figure out exactly what to do, how do I do it with the right technique, the right fundamentals, and why is it important that I'm at the right depth? Why is it important that I'm in the right zone? Um, if we can do that and we can make that step each day this week, we'll be in a really good spot. Also on Saturday, you talked somewhat about the newcomers as well. And I know last season you talked about philosophies, running to set up the pass versus passing to set up the run. If you have a guy like Rasheen Ali, who then can be spelled by a talented guy like Kalen LeBourne, how does that impact the philosophy? Yeah, I, I think the more talented players you got across the board allows your offensive coordinator, allows your offense, allows your whole team to play with a lot more rhythm because um, you're not necessarily trying to make sure the ball gets to a certain guy here or there. Um, you're able to let the defense dictate where the ball goes based on where their weaknesses are. Um, so the more good players you got, obviously if you got a good running back and you got one behind him, then when he goes out, you can kind of keep the same rhythm, the same flow. Um, so it's going to help the more depth we got. I think we have a little bit more depth on the entire team, so that's going to help at all positions. The last couple seasons for this program, defense has been one of its strong suits. How do you lean on guys like Kobe Cumberlander or, say, a Stephen Gilmore to impart that to maybe some of the younger guys or the newcomers? Yeah, well, I think, you know, you, you win championships with defense. That's as old as the game is. Um, your defense has got to be tough. Your defense has got to be physical. Um, Kobe and the guys that have been here for a very long time, Owen Porter, um, you know, Gilmore, the guys that have been here for a while understand that. Um, they understand that toughness. They understand that, you know, defense wins championships. They understand that regardless of the outcome of the game or the flow of the season that the defense has got to show up every week. Um, so it's, it's good to have those guys as leaders because you can kind of, you know, tell all the young guys to follow them, uh, which gives you a little bit of head start. Mm -hmm. Those guys, and I know in the spring you talked a lot about, hey, we're joining a new league and the degree of difficulty increases. Are you seeing a, a different, more workmanlike approach from some of those veterans? Yeah, I think, you know, I don't think you can really focus on your opponent. You got to focus on raising your level. You know, we talk to those guys all the time. This is the second year in the system um, on all three phases, really, um, because you should be able to take a step. Second year in the system, you should understand a little bit more. You should be able to anticipate a little bit more. You should be able to learn a little bit more about the other side of the ball when defenses or offenses do certain things. So you can't really focus on, hey, we're getting ready for such opponent because you don't know what's going to happen when you get there, who are they going to have healthy, what defense are they going to be playing, what that may be. But if you focus on ourselves and taking the next step for year two, I think we'll be in the right spot. For the casual fan who may not know, when in fall camp do you start working on game one install? Is that this week? Is that next week? Yeah, you know, we got one more week that we kind of focus on us, um, and then we'll make the turn next week. We usually do it when our guys start school. Our guys start school next Tuesday. Um, so then we get into our regular season schedule, and we'll start slowly introducing, um, you know, the, the opponent. Um, we try to teach them how to study for an opponent in that first week. You know, what do you do when you watch film? How do you watch film? How do you take notes? How do you watch opponent breakdowns? Um, and that first week and then that week of the game, we really turn it into full, full bore. There you have it. That's the practice report released from Marshall this afternoon. All right. What do you want out of that? Did you get what you wanted for today's camp report? And I'm going to tell you right now, maybe – you find Jake on social media, since he's the guy releasing these things out. If you got questions, let's hammer Jake. Let's just hammer Jake on social media and see if we can get some of our questions answered throughout the midweek 
process here. So find Jake on social media, and I'll ask Jake some questions as well, see if we can get a couple of things asked. Uh, you know what? That's not a bad idea. Let's see if we can funnel. We'll funnel a couple of questions. See if we can sneak a couple of questions in through Jake. Or better yet, I'll just try to get Jake in, in the show. Let's work on that. That's going to be our, our goal here in the uh, next couple of days so we can get some more practice, camp, fall updates. What would excite you more for football season? You know, with more reports, more of the minutiae, more day-to-day updates, more of what's happening, is that what is required? Is that what you need to get really fired up about Marshall football? Are those the things that you're, you're missing that you want to feel a little bit more connected to the program? Let me know. Text line's open, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. I'm your host, Paul Swan. This is The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Today it is Tuesday. August 16th, welcome back to The Drive at ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. This is our final segment. My text line is open. It is 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. we got Pirates baseball coming up tonight. The Pirates, what can I say about the Pirates that I haven't already? Other than they're coming up tonight, 640 is our airtime. And they're in fifth place right now in the NL Central at 45 and 70. On the mound tonight, Mitch Keller for the Pirates. It is Pirates and the Red Sox. Three games set. This is the first matchup of these two teams this season. And the Pirates are 24 and 29 at home, and they are 34 and 18. Uh, when they get eight or more hits, so when they get, they get a lot of hits, when they get hits and get on base, that means they can score runs. What a concept. So we've got that coming up for you tonight. Uh, Brian Reynolds leading the Pirates with 17 home runs, and he is hitting 455. Kevin Newman is nine for 41 with a double and an RBI over the past 10 games. We've got it for you. 7.05 first pitch, 6.40 our airtime here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 9.30. And as a side note here, uh, Rodolfo Castro, the infielder for the Pirates, suspended for one game by Major League Baseball today for having a cell phone in his back pocket during a game last week. Did you see this? Now, he got hit with an undisclosed fine also. So this is a one-game suspension for tonight. He has appealed the penalty and can play until the process is complete. I would just take the the penalty, unless the fine's pretty hefty, and then, then you fight it a little bit, I would guess. But his phone... Flew out of his pocket. He made a, a head-first dive into third base. This was at Arizona back on August 9th. And so his phone comes out. He's he's apologizing and saying that he didn't realize it was in there and Major League Baseball is not having it. That whole 
let's just say they're frowning now on technology being in the field of play or anything that could possibly even be perceived as an advantage. And so a cell phone flying out of your pocket means a one-game suspension and a fine, and hopefully the appeal process will play out quickly. Just, just take the you, unless you just don't want to pay the fine, and you want to go through everything. Take the suspension. It's one game, and whatever the fine, and maybe, maybe you try to work the fine down a little bit. Maybe that's what you're trying to do: work the fine down a little bit. Take the one game. Just take it. You messed up. You had a phone in your pocket. I mean, I get it. Sometimes I forget my phone. I leave it laying. I'm like, yeah. But, yeah, you're, you're messing around. I mean, because you got a lot of time, right? You're a baseball player. What are you doing? Waiting to play. Probably playing on Insta, Facebook, making a TikTok. Oops, I, you know, put it in my pocket. Should we even have pockets? Baseball, should we, should we just redo the uniform? No pockets? So you can't do that? That might be the solution. No pockets. That way you don't have cell phones in your pocket on your baseball field of play. You get what I'm saying? Take the pockets, get rid of them. Let's just do away with pockets. Redo the get get someone to come in. Hey, you can rebid the uniforms, that's fine. Redesign the uniforms, no pockets. You don't need anything out there. What do you got? Your car keys? Is that what you got in your pocket? Your car keys, your cell phone? Can't have that there. That's why you have lockers. You have your your locker and you have your maybe your equipment manager, something. Yeah, you you have people. You can secure your phone and your car keys and, and all your other personal effects. I mean, this isn't minor league baseball. This isn't college, uh, even though some college locker rooms are better than probably some minor league baseball locker rooms. And then some are not. That's my solution. Get rid of pockets, baseball. But take take the suspension, take the fine, unless it's really huge, and then you're just like, okay, I'm, I'm going to challenge this. So I don't know if it's going to help. Pirates in action tonight. Again, I've got it for you right here. 7.05, first pitch. 6.40 airtime here on ESPN, 94.1 and AM 9.30. I'm doing a good job of selling this, aren't I? I'm doing a fantastic job of selling you on the 45 and 70 Pittsburgh Pirates. 45 and 70 against the 57 and 59, 5th in the AL East Boston Red Sox. So two 5th place teams battling tonight. I'm doing a fantastic job. I'm waiting for football. I'm waiting for Monday football. I'm waiting for Sunday football. I'm waiting for Thursday football, high school football on a Friday night, college football on a Saturday. So that means we have no football on Tuesday, no football on Wednesday. So just basically Thursday football, Friday football, Saturday football, Sunday football, 
Monday night football, we take Tuesday and Wednesday off. Sounds good to me. Unless we can figure a way to squeeze Tuesday and Wednesday. Can we do Tuesday and Wednesday football? Can we relegate someone? And I'm not talking about November Maction here. I, I need something a little bit better and a little bit sooner. Can we figure that out? And I do mean better. I don't want to be relegated to just watching Canadian football. No offense. No offense. It just does not do it for me. Especially with the way it's played. I'm sure it's an exciting brand of football. It's just not for me. But what can we put? Can we do can we do a random college game on I mean, I know that might be blasphemy to some, but can we do a random college game on Tuesday or Wednesday night? I'll take a Mountain West game. Can we do Mountain West games on Tuesday nights? Mac games on Wednesdays? Can we do you know what? Tuesday night conference USA football, I would watch. Absolutely. I'm not doing much on a Tuesday. My Tuesdays be okay, be clear. And, of course, I'm just biding my time until hockey happens. But that's another story. Give me Tuesday night Conference USA football. I'll do Wednesday Mac action, Tuesday night Conference USA. You want to be on ESPN? Got to play on Tuesdays. Okay, sign us up. That'd be my deal. Absolutely. Okay, we'll improve your TV contract, but you got to play on Tuesday night. Every week. The Tuesday night game of the week in Conference USA until, until we get to other sports seasons, like basketball and football. Because eventually... We're going to have hockey. We're going to have NBA again. We're going to have other things. So let's just, until then, fill fill that void with Conference USA, Tuesday night football, and Wednesday night Mid-American Conference action. Of course, these will be home games because no other team in its right mind, I mean team as in, the people, not the team itself, but no other collective group of people running a team would travel to a Conference USA school to play a Tuesday night game. I'm talking in-season conference versus conference team. Or, unless, you know, you could be a MAC school, have MAC schools take on Conference USA schools and do this Tuesday. You could have like a MAC Conference USA challenge. Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Mid-season football. Let's do it. I'm done. This is it. That does it for this edition. Tomorrow on the program, Michael Swan, the head coach of the Marshall soccer team, will join me. Looking forward to talking to him. Uh, Ari Agnes is joining me on Friday. And, of course, if you missed any part of today's program, you can find the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast is where you'll find the drive. Thanks for tuning in. Back tomorrow here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930.
WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington, your flagship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.